Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Peace family is 19 Keys with the 19 Keys podcast. You're listening to a high-level conversation. Tap in. All right, a word from one of our sponsors. Make sure you tap into Goldwater Products. After you come listen to the information, you're going to need your memory stimulated so you can download everything in that prefrontal cortex. You want to make sure that hippocampus area of your brain that regulates mood, memory, and learning is fully functional and tapped in. Therefore, you want to tap into Goldwater. They have smart malls, sports malls, vitamin C malls, colloidal silver. They have just about everything that you, your child, and your whole entire family needs to stimulate your brain and your body and to make sure that your immune system is functioning. Before you tap into this great high-level conversation, listen to this song by Tezu Kulando called Goldwater. Peace, family. How you doing? Welcome back to the podcast. This episode is actually uh, from a portion of a live merge, a live merger call that I did with Pop Darby of UIW, um, Unity is Wealth. And we talked about bringing my Keys Academy class and also bringing the Unity is Wealth app together. And we did our merger. And so we ended up doing an hour long conversation um, on IG Live. And then after the live, we went directly into the class. But I started recording some of the live um, from our Zoom call class. Now, for all those who listening, this will be the only time I ever do this as far as, you know, allow some access to the Keys Academy class for non-paid members. So please enjoy and please make it all the way to the end because it gets really good and it's a lot of keys. And please, the only way we continue to do this um, is... Through support. So if you want to, so if you listen to this on Anchor, please become a sponsor. Um, if you find out, you know, uh, any other way, you can go to crowns19.com or you can actually join the app and be a part of one of these classes and be able to speak to us. So the app is Unity is Wealth and you can find it in the uh, iTunes store. So tap in and enjoy the episode. Thank you for listening. I, we, I, yeah. It's, it's so many aspects that we'll be able to, to, to reach just by us forming as a collective building and, and, and the budgeting class. Yeah. I just, y'all, see y'all typing too fast. Y'all ain't listening. It's all good, brother. The, 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 in 10 minutes, we start the actual Keys Academy class, man. And um, the Unity of Wealth members and everybody who signed up right now will be a part of this. So if you sign up right now, we're going to add you to the class so that you get to ask you, instead of y'all just talking with us like this and typing, you're going to actually be on the screen and we can actually hear you and have a conversation with you through the Zoom app. So that's the powerful thing. And that's why we like doing these Zoom apps is because you get to actually talk with us and it becomes a conversation. And then when I teach in class, yeah, man, got my big billboards here, things of that nature. Yeah, man, we get to go down through these keys and break it all down, whatever you need. Yeah, I mean, so it's very powerful. Yeah, I mean, when we create these systems for you, 
and for us to share within. This year, the keys ain't my goddamn. Somebody said that this your year. It ain't my year. It's our year. The whole point of this is about us. What point would I? Who would I? Who would, I would never want to be just another millionaire. I would never just want to be that if you ain't got it too. What's the point of having it if we don't have it? The whole point is let's build together. You know what I mean? So that's how we get to tap in. It's just, it's a new type of, all right, when we talk about thoughts controlling reality, we're talking about mentalism. We're talking about people coming up just because of the exchange of energy that they do. We're talking about correspondence. We talk about uh, opposites being able to, to, to say, okay, I can't do this, but he can. We're talking about polarity. We're using all of the realest principles ever taught in culture to actually operate a system. And I can't say that's ever been done before because nobody's had access to technology how we have access to technology. Fact. Group chats are only like 12 years old. Yeah, yeah. Now this is, this, all this is Group new. Chats have not existed forever. This shit is like 12 years old. <laughs> this, this, all of this is new. Like, they, they, they say that the internet is, you know, um, Oh, see, oh, yeah, Nettie, you gotta go, man. Anybody that wanna say something negative gotta go, man. Don't don't give me no backhanded compliments. You know what I mean? You know, that's that's how I'm feeling. That's how I'm working right now, man. I wanna be around only individuals, and here's the rest of my life, man. Only individuals that feed and add to your genius and your uniqueness, right? And so we creating a system, and anybody that don't wanna be involved in a system, you don't have to. But anybody that's involved in it, you just get to enjoy the fruits of the labor. And then we create a system of transparency. So there's nothing, anything that can happen when you create a system of transparency. We show you the receipts. We show you what's happening. We show you what's going on. And you get the full endorsement of the benefits. You know what I'm talking about? So it's, it's, it's all us building together. You know what I mean? But we have never been able to live and see a black business grow to 100 years. We've never been able to see that. Never. You know what I'm talking about? Never. It never happened. Black Wall Street was, was the last businesses, you know what I mean, uh, 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 or the thriving city that we had. That was 100 years ago. But how old is Prada? Over 100 years. We're talking about they got businesses and corporations over 100 years. How do you think these things grow? By the support of people over 100 years. <laughs> so it's like we always trying to kill things in the infant stage instead of pouring into them so that we grow them outward so that our children are growing up with these dominant entities and corporations that are Black-owned. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I, I, think, I think as we go into this Zoom class that people need to think about what, how the government shutdown is really affecting people's homes and how the government at the drop of a dime. What would it be like for us to not have a reserve bank or a system of our own that works for us if they shut shit down for real. Facts. Facts. It's not like, it's not, it ain't like that's a far off possibility. This shit is happening now. People are literally having to go to work and not get paid. And any... The FDA is, the FDA is closed right now. They're not inspecting shit that you eat. And, and here's the thing. Any question you all have that y'all want in detail, all you got to do is sign up so we get on the Zoom and we just had a dialogue. It's very easy. It's not like we're not going to answer the questions. You know what I mean? It's full length detail. Whatever you want to know, you get the you get the answers to. The problem is, is that, you know, 
uh, people signed up for Netflix before even knowing what movies was on there. You didn't know if you was going to like the movies. You had to sign up to see what the movies was about. You had to click on to watch the movie to see if you liked it at all. People are subscribing. Like, you got to check what your subscriptions are in life. You know what I mean? We're talking about a subscription that's going to add as an asset to your life. But all of these subscriptions that you have attached to your monthly bills and your money and things of that nature, they're not adding anything to the progress of your life. We're talking about adding a subscription that adds to the progress of your life. That's an investment. That's the best way to add on productivity to your life. That's the best way. So somebody has a good question. Is becoming a member in the Keys Academy the same thing? Yes. Because he said they both $19.99. Yeah, so both of them are the same thing. Once you're paying that $19.99, you're in the network. That's just how it works. So, look, people, um, I got to go because it's 6.54, and we got to start Keys Academy at 7. I can't be late for this. Um, yeah, so, if you, if you a member, look at the group chat. The link is in there. Just get it. Yeah, we the same. The whole point is Keys Academy times Unity of Wealth merges. So you're talking about black medicines coming together, man. That's what this live is all about, man. I got my jacket right here, my Unity is Wealth jacket. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, oh, I got oh, my no. Unity is Wealth jacket. You know what I'm talking about? We tapped in, baby. Yeah, I like this. Let me see the back of that dog. Yeah, talk about. Yeah, that unit is well. Okay. Yeah, okay. talk about. Okay, okay. Yeah, so, so look. Yeah, man. People gonna be involved, or they go. They gonna keep asking. You know what I'm talking about? And, and I want to actually be able to talk to you all, live dialogue, speak to you all. Yeah, you know I mean, so please tap in. All of the links are in the bio. You know, if you ask for anything that we talk about on here, there's always 100% of the time. Yeah, you know I mean, go be the link in the bio. Indiana Kicks, I got you. I'm going to tap in with you right afterwards. So, look, people, we ready to get started. We ready to build. We ready to make, make it happen. So uh, I appreciate y'all for tuning in. I appreciate y'all for tapping in. Um, I'll see y'all in the Keys class. In this Wealth Keys class. Peace. Every week. Yeah, 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 yeah. Link in the bio. Okay. Let's see, where we at? Where's my Zoom meeting at? Okay, cool, 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 cool. What's up, everybody? <laughs> All right, cool. I see people already tapping in. What's up, brother? How you doing today? Oh, bless. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Man, let me let me continue to add these people in so we can get this meeting started. Whew. Man, it's been a busy day today. Hey, on the question about that card, I was listening to it on on the on uh on Instagram. 
um, I, I got a credit card, but I'm not um, really familiar with how a secure credit card works. Can you can you can y'all explain that today? Okay, so um, and uh, so a secure credit card is one that you put up your own money, but it reports to a credit agency. So this particular card, it's not working like that yet, but um, the brother that we're working with is building that system out for the next six months. So as you have the card, that's how it's going to work. But it already report, it acts as a credit card for you. So it's supposed to work in the basis of like you going to a hotel or going to a, uh, a uh, renting a car and it's supposed to work like a credit card for you. So, but that's what a secured card does. It works basically as a credit card. It's just that you put the money up. And you have to pay a certain interest and keep it, you know, flowing like under twenty percent. Let me let everybody join. It's not saying yet. Yeah. If you all have any questions, feel free to ask any questions. Okay. Cool, people tapping in, people tapping in. We in the mix, we in the mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let everybody else join in. Hey Darby, um, I was listening to you speak, and um, the the question I have is that if um, I put money on the secure credit card, you also said that you know um, within the network we'd be able to, to get loans. Yeah, the goal, the entire goal for Unity as Wealth is so that we can, it's not just to charge people and we get a bunch of money, it's so that we can all have access to capital. So, like I said, if we have 10,000 members and we get $200,000, using the 60-30-10 rule of finance, 60% of that money turns into grants, loans, microfinance, and uh, equity partnerships. Okay, can you explain equity partnerships? Equity partnerships is say, for instance, uh, if you have the template of the business plan and that we send out in the emails, and you say, okay, I got a full business plan, I need sixty-six thousand dollars, and we say, all right, what's up? We'll give you sixty-six thousand dollars, and we would like three point five percent. Or we can give you a loan and say, okay, these are the consequences on which you want to pay back. Or we might say, okay, well, we give you a grant for $1,000 and see what you can get with that. And then a lot of times we want people's uh, mission to push them more than money pushes them. So if we can see that you've already started something and it's not just like, oh, I got an idea, then we can even might even help each other for free or just for uh, a no interest loan. Stop. Stop doing it. Y'all hear me? Yes, sir. I'm listening. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. going to the chat. Yeah, but that's it. It's just so about the more cash that we have, we're able to access, the more loans stuff we're able to give out. So that's why we want to push for group members because it's for all of us. So, so by by um, enrolling and becoming a member. I know it's $19.99 uh, a month. Um, you're also going to help us develop the templates for the business plans? Yeah, it come with it. 
Okay. It's automatic. The, the moment you sign up, probably an hour later, you'll have it in your email. I told you I want to help. I already have to hold on? Yeah, please. Tight. How you doing, fam? How y'all doing? How y'all feeling? Cool, cool. Keep coming in. So many people to add. Another question for you. Um, you said that there was a fee on uh, selling the card. How do you become a salesman? Uh, how you become a salesman? It's an extra, just like we pay nineteen dollars for membership to become a salesman of the card. It's twenty dollars a month. You you can or you can you can actually you can get the card and not be a member. But you can't get the card. I mean, you can get the card and not be a salesman. Now, now the only thing about that, so we're gonna let you know this is that the only thing about that is that um, if you're not paying the fees and you're not a salesman of it, you're gonna miss out on all the benefits because every time somebody sign up, you will you would be receiving money otherwise. Yeah, becoming the salesman of the card is 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 a. Uh, Basically, kind of like uh, multi-level marketing. We're gonna create a way for you to be able to make uh, ten deep. Well, when I say ten deep, that means if you sign up and nine other people sign up under somebody else, you still get paid off of each one of those. But ten deep uh, ways for you to get paid incentives on salesmen. So our salesmen will be able to make money monthly off of the cars that they sign up or off of the salesmen that they sign up. Why don't you do your job and pass on my job? Hey, Johnny, come here. Oh, I cool, 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 cool. Who all has a business here? Man, some people just don't me. Know. I do as well. Just can't talk yet on the call. Oh, that's okay. We have a chat as well, so you can put it inside the chat. Okay. Everybody gets to add in because new members are adding in right now. Um, you know what, Darby? We gonna have to change. We gonna have to take off that nineteen ninety nine and nineteen dollars is confusing people. So we just keep one up there because <laughs> I keep getting that DM. Yeah, I'm gonna take it off. I, I'll take it off while we're on here. Yeah. No matter of fact, I ain't by my computer. I'll take it off in a second. So, you know, now that I got you here, Darby, um, you know, um, a lot of people they've been in the Keys Academy already, so they used to my lessons and things. Not used to my lessons, I wanna get a lot of knowledge. But um I wanted to, you know, uh have you just drop some knowledge on 
more so, you know, um, keys to discipline and the keys to staying focused and producing your goals for the rest of the year. You know, um, I think that what a lot of people lack right now is the mind management in order to set them on that road to bring things outward. So you someone who started a business, you someone who built apps for other people, someone who is a community organizer and a leader, and you really have a whole bunch of accomplishments under your belt that you don't always speak on. What is that thing that you use to help manage you to keep you going and keep you growing towards your goals? Uh, my mind management comes with my uh, metaphysical teachings because it goes into those 12 cranial nerves. The 12 cranial nerves, uh, they basically act as your 12 disciples, and that's how uh, you can feel reality, you know, through your senses. So those are the only things that your body uses to touch all five senses. And the sixth sense would be that intuition and that God consciousness. So my mind management is to use those to plan out life. I ain't gonna lie. I, I, I'm scared when I don't have a plan, but if I got a plan where I can say, okay, I need to make this amount of money in this many days, and I have to make this much money per day to get to it, and this much money is this many products. That way I can actually plan my year out. Like, if anybody sees my calendar, my calendar has events planned out on it that I don't even know if I'm going to have a venue, but it, it, it visualizes it for me. It's kind of like when we did that vision board. Once I got that visual, I know I'm going to make it happen because I'm going to plan for it. So uh, we had that vision board workshop. That right. was something that was on my calendar. I didn't know the location was going to be the business, uh, the biggest business and technology center in the world, incubator in the world. I didn't know that I was going to have you in the city to be able to push it with me, but I knew we was going to get it done. So now, the world, we remember we were talking about the principle of correspondence. The world corresponds with you when you're naturally working for your mission to make things align for you. So that's my mind management. It's just, I just set my plan and I work my plan. Mm, so I don't think most people understand that because I ain't see enough pencils taking notes. And I think that's because, you know, when, when, you, when you're speaking in the higher realm, and that's why sometimes I break things down is because people don't always know when they're getting valuable information. So you said that, you know, when you set your plan and you organize it, things align up for you and align for you. So I know that that's happened for me throughout the journey constantly. Once I decided to be siren and I decided that my, my bills are based off my work ethic and bills are based off my mind management, every single time to where it'll be a day where the next day I didn't have the money to pay my bill. You know what I mean? But things will line up because I continue to work, so they had to. When your survival is dependent upon your mind and not the management of someone else, things will synchronize for the entrepreneur. Things synchronize for entrepreneurs in crazy ways. And people think that these things are just by haps or magic. This is the mathematical correspondence of how the universe acts towards you because you own that frequency. You know what I mean? Once you own that frequency and things have to happen, that's the only way they'll be brought together. When you're waiting for a check, that's the frequency you own. You want somebody else to align those things for you. Wait. Working to pull those things tangible you what? in the universe. Please you know. that, you know, Yeah, the thing is, it's uh intention versus attention. So I don't have to tell anybody my plan. They're gonna see that I have some results and they're gonna have to ask me. So if people are if they have a plan and they're not working, it's almost like they don't have a plan because 
the universe can't conspire with you to make your dreams come true if you're not working. That's why when they say faith, uh, prayer without work is dead. You know, faith without work is dead because you, even if you pray for it, you ask the world for it, you you will it into your life. It'll come right in front of you and drop out of your hands because you didn't do anything for it. That's why they say fast money ain't worth nothing. You gotta be you. You gotta gotta take responsibility for your own happiness. Just like we said, all the black community need to take responsibility for the position that they in right now. Yeah, cool. They were uh, enslaved and everything else, but it's 2019, and what kind of way said slavery is a choice now? So if people yeah. want to if people want to continue to operate in the same paradigm in the same system, that's fine. But then at that point, don't complain about it anymore. If you have ways to create online portals to make more money, to invest your money, to put your money behind other people that'll make money for you, ain't no way that you can say, "Man, I got an extra seventy dollars a month, but I don't do nothing with it." Seventy dollars is enough to get started on something. So I gave people the simple formula. And um, the simple formula was, I want you to figure out how you can make an extra $20 a day. And, you know, there's many different ways a person can make an extra $20 a day. And I said this because for us, that's $600 when you think about it in a month. That might be half of somebody's month uh, rent. That might be somebody's whole rent. That might be 70% of it. And some people are struggling with coming up with that amount because they're not mathematical thinking. Uh, a mathematical thinker is going to be one that is able to break things down in increments like it's a problem to create that solution. You know what I mean? But if you're thinking about, oh, I have to get this whole lump sum at once, that's why you're not able to manifest these things and pull them and materialize them. So instead, I said, when you break everything down is what will I need to get each day? And I want everybody to break down their goals per day. Right, because if you're able to obtain that per day, you're successful every day, and then you just recreating your success. And then there's going to be days where, of course, you're going to be making more than twenty dollars. I'm just using that as a reference, right? So you're going to be making more than that. So cool, this day covered the next. So the next day you don't make it, you are right. You are right. You got it covered, right? So even when you know, um, you I have a goal every day that there's a certain amount that I have to make, and if I don't make it, then the next day I need to go extra hard. So it makes up for that. So by the end of the month, I'm taking care of my responsibilities. And by the end of the year, I'm successful. So every day you're adding on and on and on and to. And so here we are in this, this $20 a day challenge. Because this is a challenge for everybody. It, that can look like one hour of work. One hour of work. One hour of work to create you a new stream of income. So I'm working with a bro right now. This is something I want to bring to everybody in it's created an opportunity for everybody to be investors. I'm sure we got some investors here, but it's going to be a system where we give you of investment to where you will be able to play with capital from companies and make commission off of it by giving you the system just so that you have a way to create extra income for yourself. Some of you all can go right now, go take things from, uh, you can go, we're going to teach a Shopify class as well. That's something that me and Darby going to do as well. Cause I know this is going to help you make this extra money and I'm going to teach you all the apps that you can use. And I'm going to go with you through some of the steps to approve some of your designs before you put them out and give you marketing campaigns that you can push to make sure that you're able to actually make money. Cause a lot of you all are taking ideas and you just throwing them in front of the people without the proper steps of design. There are steps of design. There's a protocol to design before you push it out there. Yeah. You know I mean, and I want you all to win. I want you all to do things from a luxury standpoint. 
I want you to compete with businesses, you know what I mean, that been here for 100 years. Now that we have the tools, we can do that. When you see guys like Virgil Blow, he's creating things on his phone, pushing it out through Instagram, getting a read of what the people think is correct, and then making thousands of dollars off of it. He can't even sell nothing for cheap because then the people won't even value it for cheap. I mean, they'll value it for cheap. So it's like the culture is the capital, right? But I want you to create businesses, and I want you to do it from the standpoint that, look, you're not doing it so that you can sell to your friends and family. You're doing it so you can sell to the world consumers. And the more you know business, the less you become a consumer of someone else who knows business more than you. The more powerful you become. So if you, drop shipping, that's the way you can make money. Uh, affiliate link, you know what I mean? Brand ambassadorship, that's the way you can make money. Taking things from um, eBay and selling it, or taking things from Craigslist, selling it on eBay or Amazon. It's like, wow, what's cheap on Amazon and what's more expensive on eBay? All that looks like doing is being on your computer and making money. Where five, 10 years ago, these outlets didn't even exist. I have 13-year-old young entrepreneur friends that's quitting, not quitting school, but getting homeschooled now because he realized that his peers around him don't understand this revolution that we're in to where he shifted his paradigm. And a lot of you all can look at what your paradigm is because what we're talking about is changing your habits. So you never ask yourself, if I look at how much I'm making now, however much money you make now, how can I get 10 bucks? Remember, I'm always talking about you gotta ask yourself. The correct questions comes with the polarity of the correct answer. So if you're making $30,000 a year and you work for me and you're making $30,000 a year, I'm gonna ask you, so therefore I know what your paradigm is. I know what you think is possible. I know what all your subtotal of habits and thoughts all add up to. But I want you to shift your paradigm. I want you to be able to make more. I want you to, to, to be the best, most productive person possible. So for once, you got to ask yourself, what is that thing that I can change in order to tweak myself to update my programming so that I can make more and become more? And for most people, you have to look at the uncomfortable change is what produced the results. The uncomfortable change is what produced the results. Because remember, you are content right now. You're comfortable with everything in your state right now. So when you're thinking, you make those uncomfortable changes, it'll be like somebody's paradigm waking up at 10 in the morning. So guess what? I'm going to change and make an uncomfortable change to get more results. I'm going to give myself an extra hour. That's 365 more hours within a year. That's going to total out to having like an extra month at the end of the year of time for me to work. So it's not even that our people that wake up early make more money. It's the fact that they have more time to make more money. They have more time. Because if you wake up an extra hour, extra two hours, you're literally creating more time within your ear. So we're not talking about magical things. We're talking about changing your paradigm to actually get better results. Because if, like I said, if you're making $30,000 a year, that's your paradigm. That's where your, that's where your life is at. $30,000. You know I mean? And you only know how to make $30,000. Why am I at? Who is that they got me on? Somebody mute their mic. So the whole goal of this is that I want each and every person that's in here to be able to 10x their life. To take whatever, take a make a list of all of the results that you're currently getting. I don't care if it's in relationships, it's the type of people you're getting. Think about it. You only have the thoughts to produce that which is currently within your life. 
So, and that's what sets in comfortability for you. You're comfortable with all of that. So if you want to make a change, what areas can you tweak? What areas can you make that uncomfortable change in? You know what I'm talking about? So that's where we have to get to. So I want you to become a paradigm shifter within your reality first. You know what I mean? And then you get new results. So when I talk about mind management, I know that the individual, it's not that you don't have enough knowledge. It's the execution. It's your habits. Because an intelligent person, an intellectual wise person, can sometimes be unsuccessful at financial management and making money. You know what I'm talking about? And then somebody who has better money management habits will be able to produce more success with it. It's not because that person was born in anything with anything better. It's because their paradigm is different. Their paradigm is different. They grew up knowing about money. They grew up knowing how to, you know, uh, save money and invest money. Their habits towards money is not the same as yours. If a billionaire loses a billion dollars, he once had the feeling that frequency of a billion. All his actions are going to be towards getting a billion again because he had it before. So what comes with that? It's not about just setting it in and believing it. You know what I mean? Before you believe it, you have to, for one, you have to envision it first. So you have to set the vision. You have to set the plan. You have to organize it. Because that organization is what all of your habits, all of your thoughts is going to breed towards. So my brother said, uh, hold on. My brother Darby said that, you know, organization, is, and I, we talked about this in some of the previous class, how organization breeds organization. You know what I mean? Once you have a goal set of everything, and people just, here's the thing that people don't do. You don't write shit down. I know you don't. You're not writing this shit down. Even when you know it's the right thing to do, your current paradigm is to not write it down because it's uncomfortable for you to sit there and write. But we don't do it. We procrastinate on anything that's uncomfortable for us so we don't get the results of what that would have been. It's the same way if you're an introvert and you don't want to go network, even though if you take this uncomfortable route and you change your habits and you go to a place where you don't feel like doing it because what is your paradigm is also attached to a feeling. You know what I mean? We, we are just molecules vibrating. So every feeling and every thought is attached to that. So everything that we do is attached to how we feel. So once you get to that uncomfortable stage, like, yes, this is very uncomfortable for me to go do it, but I want more results. I want better results. So there's a story of these insurance salesmen. And these insurance salesmen, there was, there was somebody in the company at a point in time where nobody had ever written a million dollar client, meaning that they had never sold a million dollars worth of insurance. And they had over 30,000 employees. And so a speaker had came to their, um, their company and told them like, look, they was giving them this big, great paradigm speech saying that, you all can write over a million dollars if you change your paradigm. And they took a break from the speech and the guy came up to him and asked him, he said, you never showed insurance, right? He was like, why you say that? He said, because nobody has ever written a million dollars. And he said, well, that's probably that's why you need to listen to me then. And he said, this is what I want you to do. He said, I want you to wake up every day and by nine o'clock, I want you to have a client in your face. And he said, I don't want you to call a client. I want you to have a client in your face. And he said, this is what I want you to do. I don't want you to sell them anything. I want you to ask them, do they want to write a million, buy a million dollars worth of insurance? And so this guy was like, all right, I, I guess I'm going to try that. This is a true story. This is not like some false story. This is a true story. So that year, the guy went and listened to the rest of his speech, and he started applying it. Every morning, he'll wake up, 
And instead of being in the office, instead of being on the phone with a client, he will meet up with a new client every day. And they were already in like the fourth, the third, like, like the second quarter of the year. So they only have for like the, the, the rest two quarters of the year to even complete this goal. Because he said by the end of the year, you're going to write your first million dollar client. And that first year, that guy did over $5 million worth. And after that, everybody in the company started writing that first million dollars because he broke the curse of that paradigm. But all that they did was had to do one tweak of a thing, that uncomfortable thing. For whatever reason, these people were in their office at 10 a.m., right? But when they changed to where, all they had to do was start asking. And when they asked, somebody said yes. Somebody said yes, and it changed their paradigm, but they had to do that one uncomfortable thing to break the rules in their paradigm. You know what I mean? And there are certain things that within each one of our lives that we're not getting up and doing that one uncomfortable thing that will 10x our whole situation because we have things that we believe. Everybody in the company believed it, which means that everybody had the same feeling, which means when it comes to that ceiling, they were only going towards what the current paradigm was. They weren't trying to go above and beyond and create something new. So if you want to change your paradigm, you have to do that uncomfortable thing. Sometimes it looks like just asking for something different and receiving something different, right? So the things that you like, the things that you love, the things that you feel, where the hell did that come from? It comes from parents, comes from friends, it comes from environments when you're young. A paradigm, you know, like Bob Proctor would say, is, is, is a collection of habits. It's a collection of your programming, a collection of your thoughts and your feelings. Human beings are not driven by reason purely. Human beings are driven by feelings. What makes you feel good? or the things you attach to. If you are in a relationship, no matter how bad it is for you, and it still feels amazing, it's gonna keep you in that relationship. So a lot of you all are in relationships with failure because you're still content with the relationship with failure. You're not uncomfortable with the failure yet. You're not uncomfortable with the $20,000 you're making. You're not uncomfortable with that job that you're getting. You're content. So when you become uncomfortable and you do that uncomfortable thing, then you manifest a change in your habits and you manifest a change in your reality. You know what I'm talking about? It's the same thing somebody that's been single for their whole life. The most uncomfortable thing for them to do is to get married. But it might come with results that you never had before. Meaning that, damn, I get a life partner that can help me build some shit like Michelle and Obama, like Khadijah Farrakhan and Minister Farrakhan. You know what I mean? Like whoever else been a leader ever, every leader on the planet earth has had to, a uh, famous leader has had to have them a wife because that's a telltale sign of leadership. Not even that they're doing it for themselves sometimes, they did it for 10x the results. They wanted new results. So they had to do the uncomfortable thing and get those results. So they changed their paradigm. They changed their worldview. And then everything else changed. And so a lot of you all, it's so many things that you're not willing to give up in order to get to that place that you want to be. So I focus on this paradigm shift because it deals with the subconscious mind. Yes, you inform yourself consciously, right? You give yourself an idea of what you want to change. That's not enough. Nobody cares. The conscious mind is not enough to do anything. Your habits exist in your subconscious mind. The way you do everything exists in your subconscious mind, right? So when you start to do it every single day, like I say, it's, it's like you're making a suggestion. It's like you nagging at your subconscious mind to one day it finally listen like, okay, I will make this my new frequency because what you do frequently becomes your frequency. So you're doing it so much that it becomes, and that's what you become comfortable with. Now, okay, cool, I'm making $50,000. That's what my new comfortability is. 
Now all of my subconscious habits are going to add to the totality of my new paradigm. Nope, I shifted it. I'm not comfortable with that. That's why people that's billionaires and millionaires are always uncomfortable with where they are or creating new results. Always doing something different. And other people are always asking, like, why is this person a millionaire and they still on a journey doing things? Because they want to constantly shift their paradigm. But people are way too comfortable, and black people and brown people have gotten too comfortable in our current state. And that's why people think that it's going to have to be something very horrific to get us to change. So guess what? Trump represented a paradigm shift for us. People were so uncomfortable with him that it forced them to make other changes in their paradigm because he represented a shift. But why have to have something like that? Why can't you be inspired by self and start to create these changes in your mentality? So, like I told everybody to do, take your purpose key and you listen to it every day. Listen to it every day till it becomes your frequency. And then your mind has no choice but to start acting off of it because that's going to be what's playing the subconscious of your mind. So it's going to create your conscious thoughts and actions. My brother Pop Darby, what you thinking over there, man? Okay, so when I listen, I always have a, a, a mathematic and a scientific approach because of my schooling. So I want to like go into how people, what people are capable of doing because everything that you're not doing is, even me, when I don't accomplish something, when I don't make a million dollars in a day, it's because I didn't actually feel like it could happen or it would have happened. Mm. So I need to work on how I feel and how I'm capable of doing things and when it don't happen, if I'm putting the effort <clears throat> forward, more things come my direction so that I can make it happen. So a curse is something that has negative intent. So let's just say, let's, let's throw away the word curse. When, when people are like, we cursed, we, we, we just have bad habits. Right. And a hex is a mathematical angle or a shape that's used to redirect energy. So when we get to talking about words and anything else, that we're going to use on ourselves, those things have an energetic pattern that can completely replicate themselves over a period of time. So you can either build yourself up to be a good person or build yourself up to be a bad person. Because remember, an organization, no matter how many people is in it, even if it's in your body, is just a managed conversation. So if we can manage conversations to turn them into organizations, then when we look inside of our body and we have all these thoughts in our head, then we can manage those thoughts to turn them into something that we build off of. But we have to write down the good thoughts. And that's what people not doing. They get all that bullshit in their head and they let it get in the way because those words are like a sword. The motherfuckers will stab you if you, if, right. you, if, you, if you don't utilize them hoes the right way. And our language already imprisons us, our ability to speak because it's alpha and beta state. So we have to be trying to operate at delta and theta when we speaking to ourselves inside of our head because it doesn't create that pattern. We can create our own energetic pattern and we have to follow it. And that's why I like to talk about sleeping and uh, going to sleep after you study or after a workout after a study because you take all of that with you and it'll, it'll wake up with you and it'll be imprinted into your subconscious as you sleep. So I got some notes. Let me see. Uh, my notes are about uh, sonic geometry. So basically atoms are... They reconstruct atoms to fit your psychological module of reality. So sonic geometry is how we shape every day through our words. Your perception of yourself, yourself controls what you can do, and information dictates your inner form. 
the God inside of you is locked up because there are keys in information that unlock those cups. So if we can not only say something in here, but bring the people in here that have the access to unlock the cuffs in your mind, then you can actually do things because some people think that it's expensive to start a business. So some people think that it's expensive to keep up with your things, but you don't even have to do it yourself. For instance, we got Kavanaugh in here. I don't know if Kavanaugh want to say anything, but Kavanaugh is a CPA and this is what he do for a living. So it ain't like you just have to take the words of the people who are uh, pushing, you can take the words of the people who are just organizing or just crunching the numbers, and they'll show you how different systems, different aspects, <clears throat> other ways that you can do it, whether it be QuickBooks, whether it be uh, that Excel spreadsheet that I created for that's in your email, or at least for everybody that already signed up for the Unity as well, you already have an Excel spreadsheet on how to organize your finances and do the math for you so that you can figure out what's your net profit after expenses. So we got to focus in on that. So so I wanted to go into this real quick. Um, and it's something I'm about to read real quick. When you talk about, you know, mathematical equations that people can use just as thinking tools, because these are tools that you can use to think better. You know, and that's why it's important for you to take notes. You're not supposed to get everything at once. When you're talking about creating a habit, if you listen to this every day of your life, at by the by the end of it, you're gonna be able to say every word verbatim. You're gonna know every word that we're saying. You know what I mean? It will become you. And then it will become the way you think. And then you will start changing. That will become your paradigm of thoughts. That will become your programming. So what most people have a problem with is that they don't define words for themselves. You know, like you have to define what the word means for yourself. Most people chase success and they don't even know what the word really means for themselves because they haven't clearly defined it. They can't reach what that word actually represents. So I'm going to read this. It says defining your own words. A problem people have in life is that we attach ourselves to words that we don't de define clearly, like love, success, or power. Words that we chase and try to fit but haven't clearly defined for ourselves. If you're going to find love, you better have your definition of love very clear. How many people live their lives chasing other people's definition of success only to obtain it and be unhappy? If you're going to pour all this energy in these words that become spells over our lives, then we should take the time to define what that means to us. For example, my definition of power is the ability to control the phenomena of energy because everything is energy, literally. So the more energy I have over energy, whether it's my own or others, represents my ability to control reality. God being power times force, the most power, the most high and the most powerful over all things have the ability to control all energy in the universe. We being small gods from that source, having a measure of the same power, our ability to produce from our willpower. Self-control being the ultimate power and your ability to produce from the darkness of your electrical thoughts into light represent your control over energy of your thought to bring something or to ring something into light. Starting off with um, an imagined thought in the fourth dimension of your mind, then, oh, hold on, let me cancel the spotlight. Starting off from the fourth dimension of your mind and then bringing it into the third dimension. The third dimension is what we, we see everything in reality, meaning that everything has three degrees, like three dimensions. Um, let me see, where are we at? Fourth dimension then. And so to bring something or bring something to light, start it off with the imagination in your fourth dimension of your mind, then work till you reach the frequency necessary to bring it into light. All mass around us is light slowed down. Energy equals empty square. 
So I'm about to get into this because I think this is going to make a lot of sense to some of you all. You know, it says that for one, just that equation itself. I remember when I didn't understand that equation. You know, I knew it was an important one, but I like uncomfortable things. So I wanted to go learn it and define it for myself so it makes sense when I use it in conversation. Because remember, every time you find yourself at a crossroad where something is uncomfortable for you, that's an opportunity for you to grow and shift your paradigm. Because it's not something that currently exists within your programming of thinking. So anytime you get to knowledge that's uncomfortable, so you're like, these guys ain't making sense. This ain't making sense. Oh, this is hard to learn. That's your opportunity right there, that uncomfortable challenge. So E is energy in the equation, all energy conserved in the universe. Meaning that there is no new energy. There's no, like, everything is just all from one source. There's a finite amount of energy in the universe. So any energy that you get comes from the source of energy that already exists. You're not creating it, and none is ever destroyed. It's all recycled. Mass, which is matter, which is everything that we touch that's tangible that's around us. That's the M in the equation. And C2 is the notion of speed of light, um, 186,000 miles per time before. So don't worry about understanding all that right now. But nothing in the known universe goes faster than the speed of light. So the way I define work is the exertion of energy. And I believe each thoughts require the simple arithmetic for manifestation, which is work over time. Any thought that I want to produce just requires work, the exertion of energy. So let's say I want to get a million dollars. Now, it does depend on how much power I have to make this happen because I will be shifting energy and in this case money which is just a either which is just another form of energy takes from one place into another but in order to do so I must exchange work for the amount desired if I have a friend willing to give me the money then the amount of work required over time will just be for me to ask because I have a connection to power or energy equal to my goal but if you're like 99% of the people on the planet then you're going to need a lot more work required so if you want a million dollars in a year, you have to make $2,740 per day for 365 days. So you have to meet a frequency of 2,740 hertz per day to reach the frequency of your desired thought. Each thought comes with the frequency. Now, of course, you can imagine um, how to get a million in a shorter amount of time, which is possible. There are entrepreneurs making a million dollars in a day, but you have to get the energy to shift in the direction of the frequency of that thought. You can uh, look at your current finances and it'll let you know your current frequency of money that you've been obtaining. And you can break that down by day to look at the hurts that you've been manifesting within your life and your paradigm. If you're making 36,500 a year, then that means you want $100 a day or 100 hertz frequency per day. Meaning what you do frequently is making this frequency. Your collection of habits and thoughts is producing the frequency of your current paradigm. And in order to change that, you must update your program and to change your frequency. You can get new ways to make money by starting investing, doing affiliate, marketing, social media, uh, drop shipping, get a new job, start a new business, you know, et cetera. Change your frequency. <clears throat> Each thought literally has a vibration and magnetic attraction. You can only attract based on whatever your frequency is. That's why people always ask themselves, how come I'm always attracting the wrong people in my life and relationships or after a breakup with an ex? Well, it's because you only have the thoughts of your ex types, so you're only vibrating at the frequency that attracts that type. You update your programming. Oh, no. It's not until you... Who is this? 
<laughs> hey, brother, I'll get the mic for me real quick. Thank you. I threw off my whole arithmetic. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, let me get back to it. We're going in. One second, pull this back on there. To it, I want to just talk about applying some of those energy principles and uh, what it actually means. Like, all right, the number one thing that we can be doing is turning our personal brand into lucrative careers. For instance, everybody has something that's specific to them that they do that they know if. It was on camera. If it was, it's usually shit that you don't record too. It's the shit that you do just naturally. But that's what sells as a person. That's how you can build a brand online, social media. So, say for instance, I would say fatherhood or motherhood if you're a woman, or if you got a basketball talent, or if you remember talent is the ability to attract things your way. So it really don't matter what you do to attract things. It's like when you attract them, what do you do with it? How do you direct the energy so that they can go to a Shopify link and spin with you because they have, you have something that they want or you, they buy a book because you have that type of energy. If you cook, why, Hello? why, why not create a cookbook? If you hoop, why not? You niggas having a real fucking beat, boy. This shit about to go down. Hey, <laughs> Billy, what's up? Yeah, it's time to get to it, man. The revolution will not be televised, but it will be digital. I'm trying to tell you. All right, go ahead, good bro. Now, I, I, I was just, that's all I was saying is turn your, your regular talents, your regular habits, turn your personal brand into a career. Because the internet is like, out of the, uh, Gary Vee said this, I think, he was like, the internet is an entrepreneur's oyster. There's never-ending money on the internet. There's never-ending B2B services. You're, you're direct to consumer every time you drop a post. And even if somebody else drops a post for you, you're still direct to consumer. Now what you got to do is figure out how to get into the comments, get into the likes, and go and DM people. Oh, you like? I saw you like that post. This is what I do. You really got to be hungry for this shit because if you want something to change, you got to make it change. It ain't going to happen for you. So what's the difference between having that sort of hunger? Because hunger plays a big part in people's ability to move forward because some people have a natural hunger that they're never satisfied and other people always looking for motivation and inspiration. So there's something about people that have a natural hunger to where they're, no, they're, they're never full. They're always spilling it out, always giving something away so that they can gain more. And there's people who literally, I mean, and, and here's the thing is that success can be defined by whatever measure you want to. A person can have nothing and consider themselves successful because they don't want anything. But when you want something and you, are, you don't have the ability from your willpower to produce it, then you can never consider yourself successful. So for one, you have to define what success is in order to reach it. So it's basically creating your criteria for success. So what is your criteria for success? Some people will say, oh, when I get this car, when I get this house, I'm in this type of relationship. That's my criteria for success. You know what I mean? But people do not have it clearly defined what is their criteria for success. So they don't really know what it means 
to even achieve that or what their goal is even set towards. So in life, you always have to have a criteria for success because it creates the parameters and the circumference of your activity so that everything that you do is reaching that criteria. And then once you meet that criteria, you set and create another one. You know what I mean? You don't let that be your only one because you just continuously creating a new level of in, in a new journey. Right now I'm on my purpose. So everything I do is within this criteria of success. But every day I have to add value to somebody within my life or just somebody, period. If I'm not adding value to somebody, then I'm not living within I consider to be my purpose key. So every single day I have to add value. So you have to ask yourself, what is that thing for you? that you have to do every single day to let you know that you're continuously on your highest frequency possible, which is called purpose. Therefore, it creates a fulfilling atmosphere within life. But see, the average person knows what they want to do as far as, oh, I want to be a rapper. I want to be a singer. I want to do this. But not everybody knows the execution of it. So a person knows what's attached to their emotional feelings and why they want to do things. What's their spiritual purpose? Like, I want to do this because it's going to make me feel good, but you don't know the plan of execution. So there's a difference between you knowing it for your emotional reason and you knowing it from your pure logical mathematical mind, what it takes to apply. And that's why writing it down in such a manner to where you can organize it and then follow it step by step. And that becomes your instructions along what you need to get done. Create your own instructions and create your own guideline towards your success. So like I said, we're going to do this Shopify class, which I believe we should start in February. Um, so that one goes start in February for anybody that want to start an online business. And we're going to be teaching creating new streams of income. You know what I mean? Because if, if anything that you take in this class for, it's not just, even if you don't want to start a Shopify business, but we're going to take you through the steps of creating a business and everything that it takes to get it done. From the making a design to making your post to getting your first sale from it, to doing the shipping, to picking the, the right uh, distributors for like, right, like the right bags. Do you want these kind of bags? Yeah, you know I mean, or do you want to get you some silver ones? Or... Do you want to get some gold ones? Like all of this is for a particular purpose and a particular aesthetic. You know what I mean? And how that's going to help you build your business outward. You know what I mean? And then if I have the gold one, I want to create an experience. So you, you wrap it in gold foil so they receive it. Then they feel the experience and the vibe and the energy of that connectivity. And then also how do you create different product elements to where maybe some of them don't come in the gold. Particular products come in the back. You know what I mean? And then someone don't just come in the bag when they receive it. I'm about to show y'all this real quick. Hold on. This is dope. I love this. Good boy say, this is dope. I love this. I love it. I love it. Why? So look, I got this, I got this box. So sometimes they come in different. I'm gonna teach you all how to, you know, to do all of these different things and why we do all of these different things and why you have to continuously grow a product. And then you put it in another box. But also when you receive the, so when you receive a package, sometimes it's going to come with this little gold sticker and it's going to be right here. So you have to peel it off in order to open it. But what that creates is a brand experience. Everything has to be for a reason. You know what I mean? And when you're doing your business like that, then you start to grow to where you have customers who are coming back and 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 back. And back. So you're able to 10 exit where a customer would have been one time, now you got them doing 10 times the amount. So it allows you to grow your business the correct way. 
You know what I mean? And all of these things start to become intentional. And if you're running your business like that, then you run your, your life like that. Everything you do is intentional. You're the consumer of your own life. You can look at everything that you've constructed so far. All you got to do is look around in your life. Look around in your life. And you see what your current paradigm is. Because that's what your subconscious mind and your consciousness have created. Everything that's in your life. You look around in your room. You look around at who's in your phone. You look around who's in your texts. That's what your current paradigm is. Your worldview, your reality, everything that you created. But we want you to be more successful. We don't just want you to be at where you at. We want you to take this as instructions and start following these guidelines every single day. Like I said, I'm sure nobody start doing the cold shower thing, like I said, and I'm gonna give y'all the science on that next time. But I start doing it and it start helping me with my focus towards achieving goals throughout the day. Because I took that goddamn cold shower, I didn't even wanna be unproductive because now it's like I'm taking myself through a cold shower for nothing? Hell no. I wanna make sure I get all my goals done for the day because the only way I'm gonna be able to stop taking this goddamn cold shower until I reach this particular goal. So I'm forcing myself to get it done. And if I wake up in the morning and have to go through that uncomfortable pain, then I want to make sure that I produce from that since I'm challenging myself. But it's not just creating something that I'm saying with words. I'm attaching a feeling with it. So if I make myself uncomfortable enough to go through a shower, everything else is going to be easy now. You know what I mean? All the other procrastinating things is going to be easy because that's something I really feel with my physical body. So I'm creating that incantation over my body so that I – create a different spell past procrastination into production. But not everybody is willing to create rituals for success because right now we have all these rituals towards failure. You know what I mean? And a lot of people are addicted towards failure. They're not addicted to success. Success is a whole different feeling. It's a whole different addiction. It's that every time you're doing something, you're doing it towards your goal. That's success. Everything you're doing is towards your goal. You know what I mean? You can look like you're not working, you should be on your phone typing up a whole goddamn book. You know what I mean? And you feeling successful because you know you're doing something towards your goal. You know you're calling somebody, you know you're reaching a contact, you know you're doing something towards your goal. And that's how we have to be all the time is create this addiction to a success. Instead of saying that, oh, I'm gonna be in a class and make myself feel like I'm doing something for my life, but then afterwards I'm not gonna start executing. You know what I mean? What are the, 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 the next 10 things that you need to do right now to change your life. If you wanted to change your life right now and look at all the results and you wanted to get double, what are the next 10 things you can do? And then I want you to pinpoint 10 things you already do. But when you first wake up, what are the things you do in the afternoon? What are some things you do? And before you go to sleep, what is your routine? Create a routine. Those routines create more organization for you. It's gonna breed that success within your life. So every time you do something, is it a liability or is it an asset? Is this going to give me back something in return or is it just only going to take everything? So when you become a better producer of self, when you stop seeking validation from any outside source and you become the greatest source of your own validation, that's when you start winning. Oh, my brother. Hey, Pop, you still in here? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, only thing I really wanted to add to that is that a lot of things that we look at, that we view as, uh, okay, say, for instance, the things we view as deadly are not actually as deadly as they seem to be. And it's the same way with success. So say, for instance, 
cancer. A lot of people get cancer and they think that cancer is like this thing that kills people so fast, but congestive heart failure and pneumonia kill more people than cancer. But the, the treatments, the the treatments kill more people than the ailments. So that goes the same way for success. People see these, these failures and they don't realize that that's the, literally the level up to success. You have to, you have to damn near try to fail because the more you fail, the more chances you have at succeeding. And that's, that's, that, that's how I'm operating. Factories. So failure is an opportunity. There, there's really no such thing as failure unless you don't learn from it. When you learn from failure, it becomes a success because it becomes an opportunity to learn something new, to gain something. You know what I mean? But anytime you don't learn from a failure, then it stays a failure. But when you learn from your failures, they become successes. You know what I mean? Like, because they become lessons. You know what I mean? But those lessons don't lessen you. They pull you upward. Now you're growing from it. You know what I mean? Mistakes are opportunities for growth. You know what I mean? And so before we even go forward, I want to hear from some of you all on some of the things that you've changed and you tend next in your life over the last year or two. My brother Earl, um, I know personally, you know, you took some real estate classes. You've You've manifested a lot of things. Um, I built with you over some time. And I know that you went from one state to another state. What is that thing, for one, what, what was the thing that created the drive in you to want to change your paradigm? Uh, peace, brother. Peace. How you doing, man? Blessed to be here today to achieve. Absolutely, brother. Um, for me, man, it was my, my kid, man, my daughter. Um... You know, once she once she was born, I just had to change. Period. You know, I don't want her to see the same thing that I saw. I want to see something different. You know, um, so that was that was my um my driving force. And from there, man, I just started digging in the books, man. I started learning, jumped on YouTube, YouTube University. <laughs> so I learned. I just kept learning, man. Learned about um finances. Um, from there, I learned about um. Couple years later, I jumped into real estate. <clears throat> started learning about real estate, so it's just been um, a constant process of just learning, man. Just meeting new people. Like um, I came across you, Pop, um, brother, um, brother Riza. So it's been a blessing, man, and just learning. That's it. Oh, just find your motivation, and just um, once you find your why, really find your why, <laughs> and then um, move from there. And just keep finding different reasons to become great. So you said a few things that I heard in there. Thank you for sharing that with me. Oh, a few things that I heard in here, which are keys that we went over during the class. Um, for one, finding a purpose bigger than yourself. Yeah, you know I mean, and for you, that was your daughter. Yeah, you know I mean, that was a, a big shift in anybody's life because it creates a new feeling. So it creates a, a new drive. Um, and a lot of times we don't mind letting ourselves down, but when there's somebody else that's attached to our success, then we're going to continue to go even when we don't mind letting ourselves down. So finding a reason bigger than yourself is always great. It creates a system of accountability. Uh, two, you've talked about YouTube University. You knew that you had to get the information necessary to achieve your goals. That's the value of knowledge. That's a discipline key because a lot of people do not value knowledge. So therefore, they don't go through the patient process of seeking the information necessary for them to complete those steps outward so that they can actually manifest and materialize what they need. 
Third, you talked about meeting new people and environment. Find somebody to pattern yourself after. You cannot just get new information if you don't get a new environment. That's all part of the frequency in your paradigm that makes you who you are. All part of it. So when we talked about this on the first call, I said I wanted people to change up their room, change up what they had in their room visually that they looking up every day. When we did the vision board, we talked about sensory auditing. Yeah, I mean, look, audit your environment. What are you taking in through your eyes every day when you wake up? Are you looking at something when you first wake up? Are you looking at a picture towards your goal? When you, I'm talking about when you first wake up and you go to sleep, is there a picture towards your goal in your room, in your phone, somewhere? Like, impregnate your mind with that. Do you, like, do when you go to sleep, do you hear that when you go to sleep? Like, play something before you, when you go to sleep, play something in the morning. You know what I mean? Have some item that represents your success. You know what I mean? Like feel and touch something. Put Get all of your senses involved. And the people you, you hang around as the people you become because they influence you whether you want them to or not. So even when you pick up your phone and you got some ignorant person on there and you scrolling through, you're going to become those thoughts that you're constantly eating and that's the food that you eat. And if it's not the nutrient source that's going to add to the minerals of who you are to help you vibrate at a higher frequency, then you're going to stay in the same paradigm that you are. So adding new people into your life is becoming a new person because you become the attribute for who they are. I believe you are in balance your best moment and your worst moment. <laughs> hey, one more thing, brother, if you don't mind. Also, um, I changed the way, I changed my eating habits. Mm. So I stopped eating meat. It's been about a year. Congratulations. Um, I stopped eating meat. And so once I stopped doing that, man, I, I, lost, I lost a lot of weight. Um, my mentals kind of um, changed. Like everything changed once I stopped eating meat. So that's another thing I did. Um, when you detox, you know, you don't just detox your body as far as like your food. You got to detox everything, mind, body, soul. So as you were saying, you know, um, the friends and, you know, social media, you have to detox everything. I think that's the most important thing. We only, when we detox, we the only think about detoxing, you know, food. We have to detox everything. So every so often, like, um, I get off social media, maybe for like a week, just to, you know, get my mind in order and focus on the things I need to focus on. Like, you know, I do photography, so I focus primarily on photography like I don't jump on a computer as far as like social media wise like I study you know I edit I do what I need to do but um like I said I stopped eating meat and just so I could focus so um that's another thing I want to throw in as well brother well you know we are a mass of molecules vibrating at a very high speed you know and we are what we eat in the most literal sense. And so, you know, food is not an electrical source. And even just giving that up, we talked about that, which is sacrifice. Sacrifice is a currency to buy the life you want. You give up something else so that you get an exchange for something else. So you give up that, and then you get a new body. You get a new vibration. Yeah, I mean, you even have the ability, because if you get high-level knowledge, but you're not eating high-level food, you're not eating high-frequency food, then you're getting this knowledge, but you're not even going to be able to vibrate at the state of that electrical energy of that, of that knowledge. Like, you have to have electricity to think high thoughts, to even have the brain power to produce certain actions. You're not going to be eating junk food every single day, but reading books on math, you're going to learn something. There's a connect there. 
because your brain is not going to be able to download information. It's the same thing if you drink a whole lot and the reason you black out is because you flood your system, your electrical system, and it doesn't send the information up to your brain. It floods it. The food you're eating are flooding your electrical system to send that information up to your brain so that it can store it in your long-term memory so you can use it. So if you don't change the way you eat, who you're around, all of those different things, you won't even be able to use the information correctly. And that's a lot of problem that people have because, yes, you're learning the right things. You might be hanging around the right people, but you might be eating the wrong food. You know what I mean? And so there's always something else that we need to tweak and change. And that's a very uncomfortable thing is to change your eating habits. You know what I mean? Because most of the times we eat something is because of how it makes us feel. We don't need to eat it. You, you don't even have self-control over what you eat. And that's a very bad thing because naturally as human beings, we're supposed to have control over our hunger. So even if there's certain times that you eat, and you like, oh, I want to go eat. Stop yourself. You're like, you know what? Retrain yourself to eat differently. When you tell yourself you're hungry, don't eat then. Change your paradigm. Don't eat when you tell yourself you're hungry. Change it because it, it kills the dependency that you have towards that habit. It kills that dependency. So anytime that I find myself hungry, people are like, are you not hungry? You don't feel like eating? People always say, do you feel like eating? Instead of do you have the necessity, the requirement, are you hungry right now? You know what I mean? Do you want to eat something nutritious, uh, uh, nu with uh, uh, enriched in nutrients so that it helps you think better? Nobody ever asks you that question. <laughs> People talk about, do you feel like eating? And of course, the person can always feel like eating. You know what I mean? But food and sugar, all of it also represents the rest of your life. Because what you eat food represents how you conduct life. Because he's talking about your intake and talking about what you become. So the way you spend money on food can represent the way you spend money in life, the way you spend time and things of that nature. You have less self-control. You know what I'm talking about? So it's very important when you start control one aspect of your life, you gain control over other aspects of your life. You know what I mean? So I want to talk about this as well, because we talked about the fear of success. And here's the thing. A lot of people fear their success, and they don't know it. You know what I mean? Like you fear your results that you could get because you're going to actually have to live that out now. Because like you say, success can be uncomfortable. Success can put you in a spotlight to where it's like, oh, wow, now I have to legitimize my results. I have to actually be this person. You know what I mean? Like not a lot of people will say to themselves, I'm a leader out loud because what it really means to be a leader is that there's a lot of people that's, you know, wanting you to lead them. You know what I mean? And you can make one little mistake and the people fought you at that. So being a leader can be a very dangerous thing. So not everybody wants to be a leader. That's why the rappers would be like, nah, I'm not a leader. Because they know what kind of responsibility comes with that shit. You know what I mean? People want to act like you want to be perfect. So a lot of times when people are, will create conditions purposely, and this is something you know you, you do just so that expectations don't get overwhelming, is so that it doesn't create these conditions that you can't live up towards. You know what I'm talking about? So fear makes you accept things you don't want right? And it reject things that you do want. Think about that. Fear makes you want to accept things you don't want and reject the things you do want. I want somebody else to break this. Darby, Darby you still there? I'm not sure if he's still in the building. Uh, I want somebody else to tell me what they think that means to them first. Fear makes you accept the things you don't want and reject the things you do want. 
You know what I mean? It's a very deep statement, but it has to be contemplated upon. You know what I mean? Because when we think about our lives and we think about how a lot of people are operating from a place of fear and making their decisions from fear. Making your decisions from fear. And I always use this because I know everybody has went through this situation. There's been somebody you wanted to talk to mm-hmm. across the room. Yeah, you know I mean, inside an environment, and you didn't go talk to them. Mm-hmm. Why? Fear. You create all these excuses in your head. Oh, I'm not gonna talk. They they with so and so, or they look busy, or that person like they married, or are they with they like and we 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 started this off at a very young age. Start making excuses for not following our first mind. It's a learned behavior. And then you start to operate in fear. And so your second mind is your fearful mind. It's that, oh, think realistic. Think uh, 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 in a simulated manner, a society's way of thinking. Instead of thinking in your originality, your first mind. To be able to think in your first mind is a skill and a gift in today's time. Because everything makes you want to second guess yourself. You have a good idea. No, let me not think that. Let me not say that. Let me not wear this color. Let me not talk to this person. It's like, no, that's not, I got to think how society will want me to behave. So you're thinking about the dominant paradigm. You're thinking about the collection of values and habits and thought that people will agree with and be comfortable with instead of making your own self comfortable. And the more you make your own self comfortable with your thoughts, the more you operate in your first mind. Because your first mind is usually your right mind. That's why it's powerful to operate within your first mind because you get to tap in and you become the type of person that's valuable as hell because everybody gets to look at you and be like, damn, that person is different. Because you're not like anybody else. You're operating in your originality. You know what I mean? Because you don't care what anybody else thinks. It's not about them. So when they view in you, they view the uniqueness that you add to the paradigm. That's what creatives are. They get that first mind and be like, people might not like this. That's the reason I'm going to do it. That's not what stops them. They're going to do it to let them know if other people don't like this, that must I'm, that mean I must be doing something right. That means I must be doing what I want to do. But instead, fear makes you accept the things you don't want. You know what I mean? So, I mean, and, 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 and many people's lives are like that, and we have to figure out how do you change your habits to where I want you to operate within your first mind, that right mind, that, yes, that business idea was great that you had. Yes, you want to go do this or do that. You, you, you saying that, oh, I can go get this job or start this business. Yes, you can. But you have to have that confidence and that belief in self in order to establish that kind of relationship with yourself to where you're not second guessing yourself. You know what I mean? Like there's so much in tune and in, like, that you, you gather and there's a lot of rewards that you get when you become in tune with your first mind because it's a beautiful process. You know what I mean? Like you really become a great human being. Like imagine, and I'm going to use this great example. Minister Farrakhan had the idea to do a million man march. Can you imagine telling somebody idea saying that, you know what? I want to bring a million people. They told the man that he was crazy. They ain't think said that man was going to be able to do that. A million people. And then when you do it, the media is against you. Everybody's against you. And what they do inadvertently is they help you bring two million people there. Two million people. But you have to first have that first mind and say, I can do it, and have to have an unwavering, unshaking, integrable thought process 
that nobody gets to enter that and tell you that it's not possible because you know it's possible. But that that's a first mind thought. That's not a second mind thought. That's a first mind thought. Because you're talking about the reason to do something, because uh, uh, people will tell you crazy because it hasn't been done before. That's a good reason to do it. Mm-hmm. When something hasn't been done before, you get to be the first person. <laughs> you get to be the first person. So somebody tell me, look, I want to, I want to do, I want to have a million. I can't. I'm trying to imagine that moment. I want to do a million man march, and I'm going to make this. I want to put this out there. I, and we we talking about a person that hasn't brought ten hundred thousand people together before. So how you just go go straight to a million? If you go dream big, if you go think big, you might as well think big. You know what I'm talking about? Think much bigger. Because if you have the thought, then it can be produced in reality. And that's why I say it starts in the fourth dimension is your mind. If I stop talking right now, I can still keep talking in my head. That's all in my mind. If I close my eyes right now, I don't need light to see. My mind already produces light for me. But in order for you to see my thoughts, I have to work to bring them out in what we call this collective consciousness. So you get to see what's inside of me by me working, by me exerting energy into the ideas that I have and producing them from here to there. To there. But they have to match the frequency because it wasn't enough for a person to just say it. I mean, you have to say it and believe it. If you want to bring a million people together, you got to believe it in every fiber of your being. You know what I mean? And here's the thing is that those people, everybody else believed it too. The media believed it so much that they tried to stop him from bringing a million people. But what they didn't realize is they spread his belief into other people. The more people was able to pay attention to his idea, the better he was able to vibrate that into reality. Because remember, in order to bring a million people, you have to reach a million people. You have to reach a million people. So here what they did is they spread his message to millions of people that they tried to get make him disbelieve in his idea inadvertently cause it to be brought into reality. Right? So a lot of people are talking about, oh, I can't share my idea with people. I don't want nobody to steal it. You know what I mean? People go, no, 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 no. I ain't afraid of somebody seeing my idea. You will help me bring it into reality. We live in the attention economy. You convert intention into capital, which is coming from the form of a product, right? And this was before the internet age. That same year, it was 1995. And in that same year, that's when the first IPO um, of the internet was first introduced into the stock market and it was successful. And it was also the same year of privatized internet. And it wasn't until the year after that social media actually came about. So the, they, they wanted to ban the man from being on uh, television, being on radio, but they couldn't because the internet came. The internet is the gift for black and brown people. The internet is your gift. Because guess what? After they banned him, and I'm using him as an example because a paradigm, paradigm, which means example or sample. So we're talking about he is an example of it. But whoever got they, they make on music. So he's an example. So when they try to ban him from the, the, the radio and television, guess what? Another entity grew out that they couldn't control. You know what I mean? And he had told one of his ministers before, he said, there's going to be a day when I'm able to reach a million people and I don't have to leave my home. And this was before the internet. 
You know what I mean? Today we have that ability where you're talking about people that can remain themselves as introverts, but still get the results that extroverts get. People that can stay at home, don't have to leave home and still reach millions of consumers. So the technology that we have right now with these phones, and that's why we're gonna teach you how to use these even better, is so that you can get the results that you're not currently getting in your paradigm because this is a paradigm shifter itself. This is a paradigm shift. So that resource of being able to use your phone, the technology is for black people to use to get that resource that we want to get. Who cares about a government shutdown if we're using the internet the correct way? And we're building outward. Here the government shut down, then boom, you figured out a way to start a business. You start a business and then you told people that the government is shut down, I don't have my job. People attached a feeling to that and then they bought your product. All of a sudden, you'd have made you $100,000. All of a sudden, because everybody felt for you. And it drove their will towards that feeling and you attached it to a product and converted that into capital. Opportunity now exists. But the opportunity wouldn't exist at any other time that government shut down because the internet didn't exist. But you're not supposed to treat this current paradigm the same as the last. You know what I'm talking about? And in that same year, what was it, 1995, the same year was the first viral uh, yeah, the first viral thing that happened on the internet was, was the death. It was, I, I remember, I can't remember what it was, but it was a death of like a, a rock star or something that went viral. And it was like a funeral. And that was the first time uh, this reporter had wrote, he said, that's the first time I used the internet to know where I was going to be. I mean, the internet told him it was going to be. We don't realize that now that we live in this paradigm, we always getting locations from the internet. We always getting addresses from the internet. The internet now tells you where you're going to be. Post-1995, that wasn't a thing. Only the radio was giving you addresses, television, or word of mouth. Now you can tell people where it's going to be because all we're talking about is shifting energy. And people are just pure energy. So if you can get their attention to focus on your product, then you win. So you have to study the attention economy. You have to study the tools that exist in today's time. You have to update yourself. But then that means that you also have to sacrifice something. The thing that I want one of you to do, and this is your homework, but we about to close out. Your homework is to give up judgments. The non-judgmental mind is the most superior mind. I want you to give up your judgments. Your judgments burn energy and it's gonna kill your opportunity for synchronicity. Synchronicity is the ability to find meaning in the otherwise meaningless things that happen. But in order for you to be seeking opportunity, like, cause remember this. So in 1995, the internet age, imagine, now this is 1995, the same, it happened in August, the internet age, the first IPO, you know what I mean? And then a couple months later, you had the Me and Man March. What is one thing that black people didn't have the energy for to recognize what was going on in the environment? It was the internet. They could have all invested into the internet at that time, having the ability to observe the opportunity and became billion millionaires just by buying a dot-com. They could have bought red.com and been a billionaires now. But that kind of thinking to where you are seeking the opportunities that exist because there's always an internet. That type of opportunity is always happening somewhere. But here's the thing. 
We are worrying about the excess problems in our environment. We're not only judging ourselves, we're operating for a place of biasness. When we walk in a room, we judging what this person looks like. We judging from that person looks like. Like we spend an enormous amount of energy on our judgments. And if you want your mind to operate in this place to where instead of it going like your judgments are like blocks and it's like you're trying to think, but your mind is caught up in these blocks of paradigms. In order for your mind to move like a wheel to where you can spin, and when you observe the room, you're only seeking opportunities. You're only finding meaning in the otherwise meaningless things that you wouldn't have noticed. It takes a lot of energy to notice opportunity. Opportunity pre-exists your observation. They're always there. The same way a person talking about, oh, I see 444 everywhere. It takes a lot of, like, your mind has to have enough energy. A person that's depressed don't start seeing those type of things. They might not have enough energy. They focus on anxiety. Those numbers exist already, but you don't have the opportunity to observe them because you don't have enough energy. So I want you to get rid of your, your bias. I want you to get rid of your judgments. Not saying that they won't exist. I just don't want you to use them. It's a waste. The same way if your phone is running too many applications, it can't run on its highest efficiency. You have to close down some of those applications in your mind and your judgment is a big application that's throwing a lot of memory. And when you clear that out, then you are able to observe opportunities in abundance. You are able to ask questions like, I can imagine being a black person where you're not distracted by the enormous amount of problems plaguing the existing economy or the existing world and asking themselves like, what's that thing called the internet? Because he read it on Wall Street Journal. You know what I mean? And he, wanted, he was looking and seeking opportunities. He wasn't worried about the racist cops trying to shoot him. He said, What's that thing called the internet? That's crazy. They thought that it wasn't going to work. And you're telling me that there's a company that became the first one to IPO in Wall Street? Hmm. Let me find out what's the opportunity in this otherwise meaningless thing that I wouldn't have come across. Well, black people were so distracted about trying to figure out how we can uh, elect the next Bill Clinton. You know what I mean? So he can lock everybody up with his wife being a super predator producer. You know what I mean? That we didn't even observe the opportunities that were being in existence. And the same thing is happening right now. That's the point I'm giving you. Is that right now, you're worrying about who can out, who's, who's running for presidency in 2020. What Trump is doing with this wall. What Soulja Boy is talking about. None of that shit matters. It's a waste of time. All of it's a waste of time. Because guess what? Right now, we have this new thing called the internet. We still have this opportunity called social media. And social media has still not been broken into 10% of what the uses will be in the future. New jobs are being created every single day because of the internet. 70 to 99% of the jobs that will be in existence in the future are gonna be created by people who learn how to use the internet better. I created a job for myself. This, this live is from a, this didn't exist, I couldn't have, Five, two years ago, I couldn't have signed up and said, oh, I want to be a paradigm shifter, glasses, you know what I mean? I want to the world and tour, you know what I mean? Like, it, it didn't exist. I had to create a job for myself. So that's what we're talking about is synchronizing yourself with these opportunities, but that's because I realized how powerful the opportunity of the internet is. I realized how much energy I was wasting on when can I get booked, and then I said, whoa, the internet is my booking. <laughs> I, I, I used to have a brick and mortar store. I said, I, I used to try to figure out how can you, here's the thing. This was a light bulb moment. I was in a brick and mortar store 
and I kept trying to figure out how I can use the internet to get people in instead of putting my business on the internet. Mm -hmm. I said, how can I use the internet to get people in my brick and mortar store instead of just putting my business on the internet? It was like, whoa, if I can get, use the internet to get an extra 50 customers, well, I wonder what's the ceiling on the internet. Maybe I can just keep those customers on the internet and get 5,000. Mm -hmm. Maybe I can 10X my results if I do it the right way. So I wouldn't have been able to observe that if I'm worried about my bills. I'm worrying about police shootings. I'm worrying about celebrity gossip, baller alert, shade room, friends, family. I had to cut them out because I kept observing and judging all of that. And it took so much energy that I wasn't observing the opportunities that were in existence. I couldn't even think in my higher consciousness. So when I stopped observing that, I said, let me create this 19 keys. Let me reach millions of people around the world intentfully. And then I start observing all, and I'm gonna I'm I'm break down a, a, a dope, and I'm gonna do it here, but I'm thinking I'm gonna do it on live where I break down the 19 keys a little bit. But it allowed me to start observing the synchronicity within it and allowed me to think a certain way. So I'm not telling you to do something that I haven't done. I'm telling you that when I go into rooms, I have to stop myself from judging the room so I can be in synchronicity with the opportunities that may exist within that room. Here, I'm judging this guy. He might have tattoos on his face or something. He might have the exact thing that I need. Yeah. And I won't even engage in conversation with him because of my bias. Mm -hmm. I won't, like when I got my first job for six figures, I judged the hell out that company saying that's not for me. And then when I stopped judging and I said, let me, let me interact with opportunities, I got my first six-figure job. I did the uncomfortable thing. I shifted my paradigm. So we have to figure out how, for one, I want you to figure out, and you got to be intentional with this, to stop judging everything. Stop judging self. Stop judging the way somebody's gay, somebody got tattoos, somebody's fat, somebody's skinny, somebody's ugly, somebody's black, somebody's white. No, I don't have to judge a snake to know its nature. I don't have to judge a snake to know its nature. You know what I mean? I don't have to hate something. That's too much energy to hate something. It's wasteful. It's wasteful amount of energy. You need so much energy just for today, to get through the day to stay focused. Because we have the evolution of distractions. Because as much as the internet is great for us, it's also the biggest distraction and the biggest opportunity wrapped in one. So it's like having a best friend that you have to constantly keep that that's a genius but they're always going off subject to something that doesn't matter so you got to be like no stay on point let's talk about this you have to keep bringing up the subject that they can help you with because you can get caught up in their gossip instead like no 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 you're a genius let's talk about my business again let's talk about this plan again and that's kind of how it is with the internet yes they're a great storyteller they're fun to be around with that's what the internet is kill escapism and stop Stop your judgments. I'm telling you, that's the key to the higher consciousness. And most people can't even do that because that judgments represents that subconscious area of your brain that automatically make assessments. And there are some people that have less judgment, so they have more opportunities. Because when they walk in a the room, they didn't judge this person or that person. They just went and talked to them. 
about their business idea. And they got what you didn't get because your judgment stopped you from absorbing the opportunities and the value. And I'll be around people like that sometimes, be like, wow, he just want to talk to that old white guy. I didn't feel like talking to him. Now he talking to him about being a sponsor for this and that. He's being able to take opportunities I can't get because of my judgments and my bias. But I'm supposed to be a high level conscious being. You know what I mean? Here, I got all this information and knowledge. Like, I'm supposed to be able to have power, which make the phenomena of energy act in the manner that I want it to act. So, but instead, I'm acting from low vibrational states, which is my judgments. So when I stop doing that, it gives me more power over my environment. No, it's not about you. It's about me. It's about the power I have. I don't want that judgments that I consider against you to have any power over me. So instead... I'm using my willpower. I'm not using my judgments. I'm saying, hey, I want you to do this thing for me. I'm not saying, hey, I don't think I can talk to this person. I'm like, you have so many different things. So figure out how um, you can go within self. And every single day, I want you to figure out, you just stop judging things all the time. Stop judging them. You're going to find you have so many judgments. So many. So many. And when you stop doing that, it's going to clear space to where you can start thinking more clearly about your dreams, your goals, your ideas, and the things that you actually need to be focused on. And the things that you didn't even think had meaning, conversations that you weren't really paying attention to, you start finding deeper layers of understanding in now. That's how, I, when I'm operating, I'll be, I'll be having a regular conversation that I took some deep analytical, philosophical thought from. You know what I mean? That I found hella deep. Because I had enough energy to go deeper. That introvert state, why you don't want to be around people? Because you want to go deeper into that deep thought of your mind where mathematical thinks and it pulls off your original thoughts. I want to always be in that introvert state. I don't want, just want to have to be alone away from people. I want to be in my extrovert state but get the benefits of an introvert. Which means I stop judging people so I can always get to that deep thought. So I can hear myself thinking clearly even in a room full of people. But it takes a lot of energy to do that. But when I'm not judging them, I'm thinking deep. So that's your homework for the day. Um, I'm definitely saving this live. <laughs> I've got th the last three um, classes. I'm going to have to send to you all. I'm going to send to Darby and see if he can email it to everyone, like a link. Because um, I have them all saved. Or I, what I might do is I might upload them on YouTube and then send everybody uh, a private link to it so you can watch it. Um, so we can catch up on the last two classes. And so um, if you haven't already signed up for the Unity as well for February, like you said, uh, uh, if you were on the live earlier, it comes with all of the benefits. It comes with the automatic $2,500 package, course, curriculums. It comes with everything. And that one's just $19 the same way this one was. Um, but then there's tier levels, of course. Um, so thank you all for tonight. Um, I actually really enjoyed this class myself. <laughs> yes. Great. Please send those links. I just need someone to hear this. Thank you. This was greatly, greatly appreciated. A lot of things got put into perspective on how I operate on a daily basis. So thank you. Excellent. Well, you can always DM me uh, those reviews, whatever. I'll post those up. I appreciate that always so we can get more people in here. Okay. I don't have to leave, but I do have to go. <laughs> so I'll see you all later.
All right, repeat. Okay. Peace. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.